Hello, my name is Ante Otto and welcome to episode 23 of the Psychic Matters podcast. I have a very special guest by the name of Jamila Jamunia, who's joining me. She's a professional spirit guide medium, a spiritual teacher, host of the Spirit Guide Show and founder of something very new that she's just created called the Spirit Guide Society. Jamila, welcome to Psychic Matters. Thank you so much Eric, for having me. I'm excited to be here. So tell us, where are you in the world? I'm now in London. I used to live in the Canary Islands, but I'm now in London. Oh my goodness. And what was it like living in the Canary Islands? It was great. Um, Like beautiful beaches, sunshine all day long. It never got cold, but I got a little bit bored to be honest. (laughs) So now I'm back in a bigger city. Right. Oh my goodness. Welcome. Welcome back to London. It's a great city. So tell us about the work that you do. What, what You work in so many different areas. And I've been having a look at your website, which has got some incredibly interesting things on there that I want to explore with you through this interview. But what area of spirituality do you dwell in at the moment? And what are you exploring? And where do your interests lie? Well, I'm mainly focused on mediumship, but I use it in a different way than most mediums would. Um, So I do um, like classic mediumship in the sense of um, um, connecting people with their past loved ones, but I also use mediumship to connect people with their spirit guides. And when I say spirit guides, I include beings like angels and ascended masters and deities and nature spirits etc this is fascinating so what's your background where have you trained is this something that you've been brought up with or you've gone on to explore how did it come into your life so i have to start really with where i was born i was born in colombia um, to a birth mother who is um, indigenous and a birth father that I don't know anything about, but he must have some African blood. (laughs) And so um, I was adopted when I was a baby um, by my parents who are Dutch, and then I grew up in Germany. And in my mid-20s, I started being interested in my roots, specifically my indigenous roots. And so I started researching shamanism, found what is called neo-shamanism or core shamanism, basically a westernized version of indigenous spirituality. Started reading a few books about that. And then I had a really profound experience with one of my spirit guides that physically appeared in my bedroom in the middle of the night. And that really set me on my spiritual path because that was something that I just couldn't explain. My brain was like, (laughs) Um, there was no way I could rationalize that in any way. And so I started exploring that. So I started my spiritual journey in the direction of shamanism, neo-shamanism. And then over the next 15 years, so this happened in 2000 until 2015, I had irregular visits from spirits in physical form, but I never knew what to do with it. I didn't know that was, I was just like, okay, that was kind of part of my life, but it was just, yeah, part of my life. But otherwise I just lived my life. I went to college, all these things. And then um, later in 2015, things started developing in the sense that I started getting messages from these spirits that I would see, or even if I didn't see them, let's say I was somewhere having a drink with friends and suddenly I felt like really um, 
drawn to a person on the other side of the room and I would feel the air get thicker around me. And by that time, I already knew, okay, there is something happening on a spiritual level. And then I would get messages. Um, and one time I went um, to someone um, that I kind of knew. So I felt okay to go and say, um, listen, I'm getting this like feeling and I see these beings around you would you be open to hear what I have to say? And he said, yes. And I told him, I see, um, um, I think it was a wolf and an owl around you. And I think they're your spirit guides. And he said, yeah, I know. And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's something to this. I'm not just making this up. And um, that's when I got interested, like, okay, well, now what? And then I discovered mediumship in the spiritualist tradition. I started reading every book I could read on the subject um, by Gordon Smith, Tony Stockwell, all these people. And I realized that um, what they were doing was help, would help me in what I experienced, that it was basically the same thing, only they were talking to basically dead, dead people and I was seeing other kinds of beings. But the, the, the process was the same, like this feeling of the air change that my, yeah, I would feel the air thick and I would feel drawn to someone all these things were described in these books and so I realized okay so if I study mediumship that will help me understand what's going on and it will help me do something with it that helps other people so that's what I started doing and I started going to lots of workshops online and offline and it took maybe a not even six months and then I was living in Barcelona at the time and I woke up from a nap and got a like huge download um, and my guides basically asked me to start doing readings and I was like um, no <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready I don't even know how to do that um, I've never given a professional reading and they were like well you're going to do it. <laughs> and here's how you do it. They gave me like a whole plan. Like you have to set up a website. This is what the website's going to look like. This is your marketing plan. This is like how you're going to do promotion. You're going to do this weekly show that I still do. And um, just do it. And I was like, okay, I'll give it three days. I'll set up the website and we'll see what happens. And then um, before the website was even up, I had my first client. And um, yeah, that's how I started doing um, what I call spirit guide readings for people. What a background. What an incredible <laughs> introduction to the work that you do. Where do we start? Uh, let me take you back, Yamil, to that first encounter in the bedroom where you talked about it being very a very profound experience. Are you able to tell us a little bit about that? What happened? Absolutely. Yes. So um, I went to bed like normally and uh, I woke up in the middle of the night. I opened my eyes and I saw a, a man standing in the doorway of my bedroom and he was there in full physical form. Like he was um, just like I see you if you're standing next to me and he was wearing jeans no socks no shoes no shirt no nothing other than jeans and he was um, um, clearly of South American indigenous descent he had short dark hair and I just stared at him I knew he wasn't like I wasn't scared I knew he wasn't like a burglar or he wasn't threatening or anything like that but yeah and he stared back at me and then he um, produced this red glowing orb out of nowhere about the size of a baseball and he threw it over to me and I felt it like land on the bed next to me and the next thing I knew was that I blacked out and the next morning I woke up and immediately even before my brain started working even before my eyes were open my hand 
um, started searching for that glowing orb and I couldn't find it. And then my brain started working. I was like, wow, what, what happened? Um, and I opened my eyes and I called my friend who had started this spiritual journey with me. I told her the whole story. We couldn't figure it out. Two days later, I was signed up with her for a workshop in shamanism. And we went and in the workshop, we were taught how to travel to spirit worlds. Um, this is in the tradition of Michael Harner and core shamanism. And um, then how, how to travel to the spirit world. And he said, when you go there, you will probably meet your spirit helper for the first time. That's what he called them. And when you do, they usually give you energy and they often do it by either hugging you and you will really feel the energy like, um, um, yeah, being transferred into you, or sometimes they will give it to you in form of like a red orb globe. And I was like, wow, okay, so now I know like that guy was my spirit guide. And I couldn't have made that up, obviously. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that was my introduction to the spirit world. And yeah, my introduction to my spiritual path. And does, so does he, did he give you a name? Or do you, does that not matter? Or and does he still come and see you? He did not give me a name. He does not come in physical form anymore. Um, what I It took me a long time to, I mean, I knew, okay, this is my spirit guide, but I didn't really know what spirit guides were. I didn't know anything. It took me a while to figure out that he's my ancestral guide. And I don't know if he's like really a specific person that once lived on earth or maybe he still does, who knows. But I think he is kind of like the representation of all of my ancestors. And so that's how I um, communicate with him. So yes, he still communicates with me, but not he doesn't appear in physical form anymore. And you spoke about having communications from other beings as well. Can you speak about what they might look like or who these people are, these, these beings are? Sure. So um, I've also had three aliens in my bedroom. And when I say aliens, they really looked like they just jumped out of a Hollywood movie. So like the greys with the big um, um, heads and the big eyes and the spindly legs. And it was a similar story in the sense that I woke up in the middle of the night and there, and I got up um, and wanted to leave the room. And I, there were these three aliens <laughs> and I had just stared at them and they stared back and they looked just as surprised that I could see them as I was surprised that they were there. Um, two were standing up. One was kneeling as if he was going to propose to someone. I don't know what he was doing, but um, yeah, so we just stared at each other. And then one of them came running over and touched my wrist and I blacked out. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, whoa, but I realized right away what had happened. It wasn't actually me who or well it was me but not my physical body who had gotten up to leave the room it was my astral body and um, they had come over and touched my physical wrist so my astral body would go back into my physical body because if you touch the physical body when your astral body is out it will immediately automatically come back in and so apparently they didn't really want me to see them so um, yeah they touched my wrist and I got back into my body <laughs> And yeah, that was that story. So that was that. And then I had, um, I saw an, uh, kind of like a troll-like troll being, but a nice one, wasn't unfriendly or anything, that literally popped out of the earth in front of me in Spain and ran around <laughs> in circles and then disappeared again. I saw um, elves in the woods and they showed me a different world, kind of like it opened up as if, yeah, as if I suddenly were, 
I don't even know how to say it. It was as if they opened a door to a different dimension. And I saw like that everything became golden and everything became like this elven world. Um, and and the, the, the floor started to become golden and the trees became golden. And it was really interesting. And it, I... In that moment, I thought, oh, that's where the stories of El Dorado come from, like the golden city. It's not like a physical place. It's more like in a different dimension. And so, yeah, I've had these encounters with all kinds of beings that um, popped up once or twice. And um, over time, I learned that basically my guides were teaching me about these different types of spirit guides that exist and that have worked with shamans, mediums, priests, witches, whatever, other spirit workers um, throughout history and like, um, um, yeah, different cultures. And they wanted to basically make me aware of these different types of guides that exist and um, that people work with. And that's why each of them appear to me in physical form once or twice. And I know you've done something very special with the information that you've got here because you've written it down and you've, you've written a book. And your book is called The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, How to Connect and Communicate with Your Cosmic Helpers. Right. Can can you tell us a little bit about that book without giving the content away? Sure. So the seven types of spirit guide is um yeah in in the book I explore these um different kinds of cosmic helpers that have been shown to me and that um, like I said have communicated with shamans etc and it describes the specific characteristics and gifts and also challenges that come with working with these specific types. So every there's a chapter on every type of guide and in the beginning of the book there's also an extensive quiz that helps you figure out or at least give you an idea of what kind of spirit guide you are working with. And I think that's important for a lot of people, especially if they don't know how to connect with their guides, because if they um, at least know the type of guide, then they can look in, at history, they can look at other people. And that's also included in a book. I have like examples from different cultures and spiritual traditions, how they work with these types of guides so that people can look at that and take it as inspiration to Con, um, make a closer connection to their own personal guide. So for example, if someone has nature spirits around them, it would make sense if they go out in nature to connect with their spirit guide. If they have um, what I call star beings, which slash aliens, but I like to call them star beings. I don't want to scare people. <laughs> then it would make sense if they connect with the stars somehow, for example, through astrology or through technology. That's um, what they work with a lot. Um, so if you know your type, then it's easier to figure out who your personal guide is. And that's why I include this in the book. And then in the end, the last few chapters are really about yeah, how to connect with your personal spirit guide through a ceremony oh my gosh it sounds like such a beautiful book to uh explore and to really get to know who guides us in this world thanks so see this fascinates me all these different types of spirit guides i think personally i've touched on the shamanic work and i know about a little about power animals and the type of animals that come around me and because I was brought up as a Roman Catholic I know about angels and saints and ascended masters to a certain degree but I've never really thought about star beings as being possibly somebody who guides us from from the other realm and I guess what I want to ask you is you're such an expert on all of these wonderful helpers that we've got how 
what how are they helping us what are they what are they doing and why do we need this different variety of them so um i think all i guess i have to start with my definition of spirit guides because it's a little bit different from what people are used to so my definition is that any kind of being from the higher realms that is connected to us in unconditional love and wants to help us on our spiritual path or in day-to-day life is a spirit guide So that can be like angels, it can be ancestors, it can be animal guides, what you would call power animals, it can be star beings slash aliens, it can be ascended masters or deities or nature spirits. And I think they all, there. I mean, there are spirits out there that are not our spirit guides, there's a difference. Um, that's why I say they have to be connected to us in um, unconditional love. But if they are our spirit guides, then... I think their main purpose is really to help us align with our higher selves, find our purpose and live our purpose in the world. And so every different type of guide does it in a different way. So for example, ancestors help us a lot when it comes to family issues or um, releasing family karma or um, getting the next generation ready for their future. Or if it's like, for example, star beings, they oftentimes work with with our energetic bodies. They often work with people that bring in new technologies. Um, I think the internet is very much influenced by star beings in that sense. And they help us bring in new energies because, um, yeah, our vibration changes while we travel through the universe. Um, We go from one age to the other, like Pisces to Aquarius. And so um, all these different ages and times have different energies and star beings help us bring these in. And then, for example, nature spirits um, help us um, to relate to our environment. Um, They help us um, keep the environment clean these kinds of things. So they all have their specialties. And when we um, find out which kind of um, spirit guide we have, what type, then that also says a lot about our purpose in in this lifetime. So like I said, nature spirits are a good example because then um, you're probably, if you work with nature spirits, you're probably someone who's concerned about the environment, who likes to be outside in nature. And so that gives you a clue, like what, do I want to do with my life? What is my purpose? What direction do I want to go in? Um, where do I want to spend my energy and time? And can we have more than one type of spirit guide working with us at any one time? In my experience, we all have a few. So two or three that are with us our entire lives and um, sometimes even several lifetimes. And then uh, a few that I call experts that come and go depending on what we're going through. For example, if you're going through a divorce, that's always my example, then you might have an angel come in to help you go through that because angels oftentimes work with our heart space, our emotions. And so they help us go through it. And then once we're done with that and we're okay again, then they leave. Um, so I think we have a core team and then the experts that come and go, basically. You talked a little bit, Jamila, about shamanism, shamanism, <laughs> scone, scone, potato, potato. <laughs> um, you talked about neo-shamanism. What is that as opposed to shamanism? So the difference is um, that shamanism, first of all, shamanism is made is a made up word by 
Western anthropologists. There is um, uh, such a thing as a shaman, but that's very specific to Siberia. And that's basically what they call their spirit workers. The people that talk to spirits and um, get help from the spirits to heal people from their community, etc. Then Western anthropologists studied these people. First, they thought they were crazy um, had, <laughs> and, and didn't take them seriously. But later on, they thought, okay, there's something to it. And they, they applied this term to other spirit workers from other parts of the world. And um, basically, now we have this label. But when it comes to the shamanism that most Western people know, it's neo-shamanism because it is um, something that people like Carlos Castaneda and Michael Harner and all these people that went to indigenous people, studied with them, and then came back, they changed it and made it um, something like a westernized form of core elements from various indigenous cultures. And so I like to make the difference just to um, um, be mindful of the um, original uh, indigenous spiritual traditions, because what we do today as neo-shamanism really has, doesn't have anything to do with the traditional spiritual traditions so, um, yeah, I like to make that distinction, not saying that it doesn't work. I totally think it does, but um, we need to separate that. Mm, interesting. And you also spoke there a little bit about, you said that your guides asked you to do professional readings. So how did they, how did they communicate that to you? Well, that came in, the, like I said, I was one afternoon, I woke up from a nap and I basically got this huge download. Like it was a, yeah, almost like a voice. It wasn't really a voice, but it was almost like a voice that basically said, okay, Jamila, you're ready. Start doing readings. Yeah, that's how it happened. And I was really surprised because I didn't think that was something I wanted to do or thought about doing or anything like that. Yeah. But you have such faith. You just said, okay, I'll go and do it then. You, you weren't, didn't have any fear or, or lack of courage? Well, or Fear is not the right word, but I definitely struggled with it. I was a little bit like, no, I'm not going to do that. I have a business and it's not going that well, actually. I have enough to do. I don't want to. Um, but it was like, yeah, you have to kind of like, it felt like a push. Go do it. Go do it. And so, yeah, I did it and it worked out well. Thank God. <laughs> See, to me, you seem so self-assured and so full of all of this knowledge of not just modern day, but like ancestral and um, indigenous uh, spirituality that sort of seems to run through your veins without a single doubt in your mind. What about when you were growing up? Did did you talk about that with people? I know you, that you shared with us that you were adopted. Did you talk to your family growing up about your your gifts? Did they accept it? Um, no, I didn't talk about it at all. M my family, where I grew up in my family, they are always very supportive of anything I do, but they are not into like spirituality. They are very much scientific. And so I didn't grow up with this at all. And so for me, when this whole world opened up, it was a big surprise. But even when, it all, when I actually started seeing spirits, which was only in my mid-20s, I um, only talked to people that I knew were into this or had similar experiences. 
Um, and I also actually didn't feel the need so much to talk about it because it felt kind of natural, even though it, it's, it's a little bit hard to explain. I definitely think that I had something to do well, like with this whole topic in other lifetimes because, it, like you said, it feels natural. It feels like I, I'm just remembering. It's not new. So, um, yeah, I didn't talk to a lot of people in the beginning. Absolutely not. That really just came over the last few years. Um, when I started studying mediumship. Yeah, because it does. It seems to run through your veins. And like I'm saying, there's no doubt with you, whereas I've already said I was brought up as a Roman Catholic and, of course, it's a religion of guilt at times. It's a beautiful religion and it's certainly got its place. But there is, I know that I was made to feel quite guilty for not following the rules that were laid down for me because I thought in a different way. And so within me, because as a child, I was always too afraid to say, what I really felt or what I really saw, what I really knew, because I knew that that would be so doubted and you know, I'd probably get a cuff around the head from my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be an Aegis, would you stop it? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so then you just, you're frightened to say anything. Whereas with you, it's so beautiful talking to you because as I sit and I watch you, you sit within this beautiful power space, so sure in the knowledge of who you are and what you're about. It's really quite, um, I feel like we're in a very, well, I feel like I'm next to a very sacred, holy person. (laughs) Yeah. Not, not like religious, holy, you will bless me. (laughs) Not, not that I'm in awe of you, but I'm just so interested in the power that you automatically exude from who you are, from knowing who you are. I think this, um, has to do with the fact that I very much feel that I have found my purpose in life. I didn't always have that. Growing up, I always felt like there is something, like I have a mission, but I didn't know what it is. And I, I, for most of my life, I've tried to figure out what it is. And I just went through the motions, did the usual things, just because I didn't know what else to do, but it never felt right until I started this spiritual journey, my spirit guide started showing up and started basically showing me, okay, this is what we want to teach you. This is what we want you to talk about. This is what we want you to do. And it's also, I want to say, it's not like they give me instructions and I just do whatever they say. Um, I see them more as friends in the sense that they give me advice, give me tips, inspire me. And, and that really helped me to find my own path. And so now I do feel like I am aligned with myself, with my higher self, with me, (laughs) with who I really am on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really powerful place to be, isn't it? It's beautiful. Mm, Yes. You're also, Yamila, the host of the Spirit Guide show. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I do a weekly live show. Um, People can come and, and join me live. And what I do is 20 minutes of talking about a topic, anything to do with Spirit Guides. And then I do 20 minutes of mini readings. So I connect people with their spirit guides live and give them messages. And then the last part of the show is Q&A. So when people have questions about spirit guides, um, like how do I connect with them or how many spirit guides do we have and these kinds of things. And then I answer these questions. And it's super fun. I love doing it. Where do you broadcast that? Is that on Facebook or YouTube? Yeah, so I do it on Crowdcast, but it's automatically also broadcast to YouTube and Facebook. 
Wonderful. So if people want to have, what day do you do these shows? Saturdays. So on Saturdays, so it'll be going out UK time because you said you're in London. So what time yeah. does that go out? 5.30 UK time. So folks, Saturdays, 5.30 p.m. UK time. If you go to Crowdcast or YouTube or Facebook, look up Yamila Yamunia and she will give you some answers to your every question you have about your spirit guides. Um, <laughs> Yamila, you also are the founder of the Spirit Guide Society. Do you want to say a little bit about that too? So Spirit Guide Society is something that I will be opening up again in mid-November and it's for people who want to work with their spirit guides to create the change in the world they want to see. Because I believe we live in times that require each and every one of us to really step up and, and shine our light and um, really be aligned with our purpose and create the change we want to see. And in Spirit Guide Society, we will do a monthly Spirit Guide ceremony um, during which we connect with our guides and ask for their advice and their help to live our purpose. And then throughout the month, we work on that in practical ways um, to really bring that into our lives and make that change. How beautiful. Um, would it be terribly cheeky if I said to you, what, what spirit guides do you see for me? <laughs> Is that putting you um, too much on the spot? No, no, that's fine. I just need a second. I do think you definitely have, um, yeah, you have a star being around you that is working with you. And it's definitely about bringing energies into this world um, from different places, uh, energies that haven't been brought into this world yet, um, which is also why you're doing your podcast because that, um, yeah, reaching a, broader audience um, and it it doesn't even matter like the topic of your podcast. well it does matter but but it's it's more like a frequency that's underlying like the words and that's really the important part that gets broadcast out into the world and reaches people and that's what that guide is working with you on well it's very interesting you should say that Yamila because I haven't really told this to many people, so I'll just tell you. Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I have been channeling this being from another room. And I don't know whether it's a male or a female because it doesn't feel like either. It feels, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you whether it's masculine or feminine because it doesn't feel either of those things. And he's just, he, I'm calling it a he, mm -hmm. and it, they, my, my beautiful star being, mm. as they will now be known, is channeling all this information to me from just about how the universe is structured, what time is all about, how we all interact and fit, fit in with each other and why we're born, our purpose. I mean, extraordinary information. So mm. I'm channel very little at a time, maybe 20 minutes I channel through me and then I, I tape it and so I'm starting to put together a book of all this unique information that's coming through but you wouldn't have known that because I haven't no I didn't know that no <laughs> and so, I want to say a lot of star beings come in like gender neutral like they don't ah. um that's very typical 
you also have a lot of star beings that work with people that don't want to be boxed into like uh, one or the other gender or um, 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 people that have like um, expressed their sexuality differently. So yeah, that's um, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, Oh, thank you so much. Oh, well, I must carry on working with him because there's a little part of me that thinks, am I slightly crazy? Is this really <laughs> happening? But when you listen to those words, it can't come from, it's so extraordinary, the information that comes mm. through. It's, it's, well, let's put it together in a book and everybody can read it. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exciting, exciting stuff. So, so you've written this beautiful book, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide. Where is that available for people to buy, Jamila? Anywhere you buy books. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Hive, Waterstones, anywhere. So we have your book, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide available on in all major booksellers you're doing these incredible live shows you've got this you founded the spirit guide society if people want to come and have a reading with you or come and talk to you how, how do those readings go can they choose what sort of reading they want or are you offering something very specific i have one specific reading that i do i call it a spirit guide reading and how it works is basically it's via zoom so you can be anywhere in the world and um, how it works is that i meet with you in zoom and then i connect with your spirit guides i usually close my eyes because it helps me focus i connect with your spirit guides just like i did with you and then i tell you what kind of spirit guide it is sometimes i get a name um, sometimes I get details, like if it was, is a human um, spirit guide, like clothes and these kinds of things. And then they give me messages. So sometimes, and the messages can be very different. So sometimes I get information from past lives. Sometimes I get information about purpose. Sometimes I get information about things that are going on in people's lives at the moment. Um, and that takes a good amount of the time. And then towards the end, they usually... Um, let the client ask questions so, and then they can ask any kind of questions they have I always say there are no stupid questions and then they can ask whatever they want um, their spirit guides and most of the time they give an answer sometimes they refuse because they say well no you have to just experience it you're here in the physical realm for a reason to have an experience and we can't take that away from you sometimes you just have to find your own path but generally they answer questions and what is your website? My website is thespiritguidemedium.com. It's very simple to remember, isn't it? Spiritguidemedium.com. Perfect. And so if people go to thespiritguidemedium.com, they can pick up your email and contact details and everything there. Yes. Okay, perfect. I want to ask you one other thing that I mm -hmm. saw on your website because I was doing a little bit of research on you before our interview. Mm -hmm. And it was that you said that you were taught about business by an African goddess. Right. So that's um, Yemaya, the um, African god art. I shouldn't say African because um, Africa is a big continent. Yes. Um, uh, Yemaya comes from the region of Nigeria and she was brought over by enslaved people to the Americas and is still being revered there. So in Brazil, she has a lot of people that still work with her. In, um, in the U.S., there are a lot of people. Um, and these traditions that work with her are called Santeria or Lukumi. 
And I connected with her over the years. She's one of the ones that has never appeared to me in physical form. It was more like of a slow process getting to know her. And she has oftentimes helped me when it came to like, yeah, building my business and building my online business. And I've had a few over the years. This is just um, the newest um, one. And I've always gotten inspiration from her about that. And I was always confused about that because she is like the goddess of the ocean, of water, of like motherhood and these kinds of things. But then at some point I found out that in Santeria, they have these different paths that you can take when you work with one of the Orishas. That's what they call like their gods, goddesses, Orishas. And so um, they ha you can take different paths. And one of her paths is the path of the marketplace. So when she appears in the marketplace, and the marketplace is obviously where you buy and sell things, so business. And then it made sense to me that so um, I'm basically walking that path, that aspect of her is what I'm working with. And so she's teaching me how to buy and sell things basically online yeah how how does that work if i wanted to ask this beautiful lady for advice or somebody listening how would we be able to uh, tune into her so that's where i use my mediumship skills so i use um for example sitting in the power which is when you um sit and really focus on your own energy and really sit in your own energy for a while until you're, until you're used to your own energy. And um, I do it in a specific way, a little bit different from what I've learned. So I sit like I would for meditation. I sit on a chair, sometimes on the floor. I don't lie down because then I fall asleep. And I focus first on my root chakra and, and imagine, visualize um, roots growing into the earth all the way to the core. And then I breathe in the energy from the earth to stabilize myself. Then I focus on my crown chakra and connect that to the um, center of the universe by sending out a white pillar of light. And these two things help me stabilize myself basically in the universe. And then I focus on my third chakra and visualize um, a sun sitting there because that's like our, where our power, our personal power sits. And then I visualize that sun becoming bigger and bigger and bigger and filling up my entire aura and pushing out anything that is not my own personal energy. And then I just sit in my energy bubble And that's important because if you don't know what your own energy feels like, you can't feel the energy of your spirit guide coming in. And most of us have never done that. So that's the first thing I usually teach people. And then I ask my guide to come in, basically step into my aura, into that sacred space that I created. And then I um, feel the energy change because another being just stepped into that energy field. And then I start communicating. And if someone wants to try that, you can start by just yeah, feeling that energy change. How does that affect you? Like, get you, do you get really hot? Do you get really cold? Does your nose start itching? Um, each spirit guide has a different calling card, so to say. And once you figure out the calling card, then you can start asking yes and no questions. For example, um, you, add, you ask the question and then you tell your guide, okay, step into my aura so I can feel your calling card if it's a yes. If it's a no, then stay outside. And then from there, once you master that, then you can start asking more open-ended questions because by then you have, you have, you trust your guide. You know what they feel like. They, you know when they're around. Like you can almost physically feel it. And that's how I communicate with my guides. 
Oh, that's such a fantastic exercise. Thank you so much for sharing that with everybody. I know for one, I'll be trying that later on. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you also mentioned you're a teacher. Have you got workshops coming up or what, what sort of things are you teaching? Yeah, I have a um, I have a course. I did it live a few times. It's now uh, available on my website as a recording. And that's basically teaching people how to communicate with their spirit guides. Um, one of and the exercise I just um, explained is in there as well. And that's like five um, workshops of two hours. Fantastic. Jamila, thank you so much for coming on to Psychic Matters and sharing so willingly all of your incredible knowledge and your beautiful energy. And I don't know, there's just something so very special about you. I mean, I've met a lot of people in the spiritual realm <laughs> doing all kinds of different work, but there's something I'm very taken by how centered you are and how solid you are in what you're about. And I think there's a lesson in that for me somehow to just really perhaps refocus a little or be a bit more sure. I think we walk through this world, perhaps you don't, but I think there are many of us who, who have these spiritual gifts and we walk through the world almost apologizing for having them. Like, gosh, I hope it's okay to offer this to you instead of being very strong and solid because we're so... There's so many skeptics out there and there's so many people who don't believe that what we do is real. Right. And so I think I'm tying myself up in knots here. I no, I, I really know what you're saying. And I think it's important. Like I said earlier, I think this is the time that we all need to step into our personal power and really be who we are. Um, no excuses it doesn't matter if someone thinks we're crazy well because that person isn't for us anyway we don't really want to be with a person like that because it just doesn't match so it doesn't matter so yeah I definitely think we all need to step into our power wonderful your book launched on what day October 13th so it launches October the 13th so I think this podcast is going to go out slightly after that date so hopefully it will have made the number one best-selling list by then. <laughs> but I want to wish you all the very, very best with that book. And I think it's going to touch an awful lot of people um, and, and really help them to explore all the different types of spirit guides that we have because we do just think we've just got one or two. We don't really, I don't think I've ever really considered that we've got all these different types of guides and they can help us in a myriad of different ways. Yes, I definitely think so. And I think also it's important that we start looking um, not just at the spiritual traditions that we know, and which is important, obviously, but also look at other spiritual traditions and bring their knowledge into our own consciousness without um, appropriating, obviously, but um, because it just makes us richer. Beautifully put. Absolutely. Jamila J. Munja, thank you so much for joining me on Psychic Matters. Thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. Jamila Jamunia. What a fascinating lady. Please do buy her book, The Seven Types of Spirit Guide, and find out who is in your spiritual support team. If you missed anything during this episode, or you want to look up a URL or a link to some of the things that were mentioned, head over to my website, antheata.com, A-N-N-T-H-E-A-T-O.com, and you can pick up the show notes, which includes a full transcription for this and all the episodes so far, plus all the resources. And if you love this podcast, please can I ask you to write an honest review on Apple iTunes. It takes just a couple of minutes and it will really mean a lot to me. All you have to do 
to write your reviews, head over to Apple Podcasts, search for the Psychic Matters podcast and scroll down until you see the purple text that says write a review. Meanwhile, thank you for being a fantastic listener. And wherever you are in the world, please know I appreciate you so very much. My name is Anne Teato, and thank you for listening to Psychic Matters. <laughs>